this is possibly the least interesting podcast on the planet. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the All Things MSP podcast with your host, Justin Esker, and OG host, Eric Anthony. My friend, how are you on this uh, weird, supposedly spring day where it's 30 degrees in New Jersey? 30 degrees, and we have, like, gale warnings down here in the south. So, you know, hey. I don't understand when we, uh, as East Coasters, went from having four seasons to having 12. Because we have winter, we have fake spring, we have second winter, <laughs> then we have maybe spring, then we have rain, then we have actual spring, then summer's like a week long, and then it's winter again. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, honestly, I haven't noticed, I haven't really looked outside because it's end of quarter and end of month and I have just way too many things to do today. So yeah, that's what happens. A lot of it people, we get, we get stuck indoor. We're indoor kids. That's what happens. We are uh, unfortunately, but we have a really awesome guest for the first time ever. Someone who's definitely not an indoor kid. I can tell by his jawline. He definitely has gone outside more than, than either of us. Ladies and gentlemen, all the way from his podcast to ours, it's Mr. Paul Green. Paul, how are you, man? I'm great. Thank you so much for getting me on. This is um, already. It's just hearing you talk about the. You talk about the weather like you're British. What's wrong with you, Justin? You <laughs> live in New York, you know. So, so I talking, do... Introducing a podcast with with talking about the weather. That's what British people do. What What's going on? What's going on is I listen to. I watch a lot of British television. Taskmaster, Eight Out of Ten Cats, Us Countdown, Off Menu Podcast with Ed Gamble and James A. Caster. These are like in my like normal rotation. <laughs> Yeah, these are uh, these are very British comedies as well. I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah, yeah. I was actually talking to a partner. I think it was yesterday, and he said, "Oh, it's it's lovely outside," and he was describing the most dismal day, and I forget where he was. He was somewhere in the West Midlands. I also only yeah. know one thing in Japanese, which is "iotenki desune," which means it's nice weather outside. So, like, I have a theme going. I like this. And I thought we were here to talk so, about like, technology and stuff like that, but nah, let's not worry about that. No. Let's talk about this. This is no. the weather podcast. <laughs> this is the, it's, uh, yeah, ATMSP stands for All Things Massachusetts State. Uh, uh, all Things I Meteorological. It. I, I lost it. All Things there Meteorological. Yep. And space. Meteorological. Meteorological. So, anyone, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Paul, give a quick uh, two-liner who you are, what you do, and how are you helping the MSP market? Yeah, thank you. So my name is Paul Green. I'm an MSP marketing expert. I've been in this wonderful world since 2016, and I help more than 700 MSPs all across the world. And in fact, we have more members in the US than we do in the UK now. Um, I help them with their marketing through our MSP Marketing Edge program. I would call myself a self-confessed marketing geek. I it, We're not going to, but I could talk for seven and a half hours about marketing for MSPs nonstop. It's literally what I do day and night apart from Marvel movies and Doctor Who, which is, again, a very British thing, which I'm sure, I know you know about, Justin, but the, apart from Marvel yeah. and Doctor Who, the rest of my life is MSP marketing. And I'm sure plenty of our listeners know uh, all the Marvel and Doctor Who movies. Uh, I'm actually really excited for... I, I, what is it with Doctor Who having like a, a, a nine-month waiting period in between episodes? Uh, we could talk about that later. 
Well, because they have so, to yeah, film it. I, I will. I will give you an answer. It's it's because the BBC has doesn't have any money, and this new Doctor Who that they're doing this year, they've actually got him to bed with Disney Plus, and Disney Plus has given them like ten ten million dollars. They've literally just given them tons of cash. So, and they, they're creating something called the Who Universe. This is their version of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. See, we've been talking about weather. We're now talking about Doctor Who. This is possibly the least interesting podcast on the planet. No offense, Eric. No, no, no. no. <laughs> It's the most interesting uh, podcast in all of time and space. See what I did there? There you go. Um, yeah, that's good. <laughs> so, so Paul, y- you produce all this content. I've been a big fan of your podcast for a long time. In fact, actually, I think the one way I got in with you and, and, and even to be a guest was you had a, a guest star. I was listening to your podcast. You had some uh, a lady on who was talking about cybersecurity, and she said during the show, you wouldn't let a bear steal your server. And I was in a, like, I'm going to make funny t-shirts phase, which I'm still in. But And I, I made a picture of a bear stealing the server, and I sent you a, the link to the t-shirt. And then you were like, this is genius. And and then I was on your show, and I appreciate And we've been friends since, and and I love all of that. How uh, how are you helping these MSPs? What, what are the things that MSPs need to learn from you specifically uh, to help them grow? Sure. So MSPs are generally wonderful people and they're very genuine. And I say that with no sarcasm that I I mean it. I've never known such a bunch of incredible people. You know, we all know MSPs will work with their direct competitors if if they can help them. You know, most the vast majority of MSPs got into this because they love tech. They love fixing problems. They love helping people. The one big downside of that is as MSPs start their own business and get a bit busier and take on staff and get to the point which, you know, everyone gets to that point eventually where the referrals stop coming in and you, you're suddenly sitting there and you've got this payroll of two, three, four people and you've got some clients, but not quite enough clients and you, and you need more business. And suddenly as, as the MSPs have to transition into being this proper business owner and they need to do marketing, they suddenly realize that this marketing thing is terrifying. In fact, so I'm not a tech. I'm, I was a radio presenter for, for sort of 10 years and had my own, I started my very first marketing business in 2005, which I sold in 2016. So the way that you feel about technology is how I feel about marketing and vice versa. So to, to me, marketing, I'm rubbing my thighs, you know, it's exciting, it's brilliant. It's also very, very simple for me. Whereas technology is terrifying, you know, as I'm as I'm putting a cassette into my Betamax uh, video recorder to watch something on TV, that that's me and technology. So um, I understand why MSPs find marketing terrifying. That my, my approach and what I say to most MSPs is first of all, relax. Secondly, Try not to think about marketing too much and and don't make it such a big thing in your head. Marketing is not magic, right? It's very easy to look at something you don't understand and think, ooh, it's magic, I need to be a wizard. You don't need to be a wizard. Marketing is a science, right? And if it's a science, that means we can break it down into a series of small steps and then we can turn those steps into a system. So in terms of what what I bring to marketing, I've been working for, what's it, nearly seven years now of, of just trying to simplify it. And obviously on day one, you know, when I first entered the MSP market in 2016, my thinking on this wasn't as clear on it as it is today. In fact, today, as we record this, my team and I, because I, I now have 10 people on my team, my team and I, uh, we, we sat and had a, a strategy meeting this morning and we had this massive breakthrough, this epiphany about how we can simplify things down even more and make it simpler and simpler and simpler. And I think that's got to be another key message to MSPs is that good marketing is simple. 
If I look at our own marketing, so you, you mentioned the, the, the podcast, Justin, and thank you. you. You've been on the podcast twice, I think, possibly three times. And, and actually, yeah. for a while, you were you were starred in the um, the most listened to episode, and you've you've since lost that crown. Uh, I think you I think oh, you've no. been knocked off that crown by Mark, Mark I know by Marcus Sheridan, who is a, a top selling author. But we'll come on to that later on. Um, but if you look at something like our, our you know, we, we're everywhere. We have a weekly podcast, which is we've been doing for three and a half years. We output two really high quality studio based videos a week we do um uh, we sort of do three new articles on our website we have paid ads we have a, a facebook group we have five thousand connections on linkedin there's a linkedin newsletter you'd look at all of this and it, you'd think oh this is this is just overwhelming where would you start well the answer is it's all systemized the whole thing is completely systemized and i as a, as a human being do very little of that i originate the ideas and i originate the content and i have a great team who pick it up and they go and do all the work. And and this is the secret to great marketing. In fact, there's lo lots of great secrets in that there. It's turning it into a system. It's, it's, it's breaking it down into small steps. It's turning it into a system. And the key thing, and if, if you take one thing away from the podcast, it's this. You, as the MSP owner, should not be doing your own marketing. Now, that does not mean go and hire a marketing agency there are good agencies and there are bad agencies and there are some that, that are worth talking to but for for the vast majority of msps you figure out what marketing actions you should be doing you break it down into small steps you turn those into systems and you find other people to do that work for you and that could be someone on your team it could be a virtual assistant it could be someone on fiverr or uh, upwork it could be chat gpt or BARD, you know, these tools now are really ready to replace entry-level writers. We did a test the other day, we hired some entry-level writers on Fiverr, and we gave them exactly the same brief that we gave to ChatGPT. Which do you think was better? Well, I can tell you which was cheaper and faster, and it certainly wasn't the humans on Fiverr. So you've got all of these things floating around, but the key thing comes down to it is keep it simple, break it down, turn it into a system and get other people to do it for you. Uh, I love that. I think this is one of those things, Eric, where as he's Paul saying it, we're going to put these like big pop-ups, like keep it simple, sit some ties and have other people do it for you, like underlined, because that's super important. And I think it's also that when it comes to the systemization of things, like as IT folk, we love systems, right? So it makes sense that we want to follow that path, uh, and and do that right we want to make things easy for people so let's make it easy for ourselves we want systems for people make systems for ourselves they hire us they're hiring outside let's hire someone else to do the marketing like we just have to eat our own dog food basically mm. yeah and but i'll tell you why msps don't create systems i'm sorry to interrupt you there Eric. The, the, okay. because because marketing is is that mystic cloud what what are the systems what are the steps you know if you've got to add a new user to to a 365 account you you break that down into five steps it's it's very tangible it's very logical but if it's a case of oh, I've got to build my LinkedIn connections and warm them up and turn them into leads and try and get meetings with them. W what are the steps? And, and actually, yeah, there's 20, 30, 40 different steps in there. But, but as I was saying, you can break it down into a series of small actions and, and it can be checklists. It's, it's amazing when you look at it with that approach. So funny enough, that's almost exactly the answer that I was looking for to the question that I was going to ask is what is the typical thing that gets in the way of us, you know, MSPs 
turn, you know, they're technicians turned entrepreneurs that are getting in the way of us starting a marketing process. And, and I think that's a great answer to that is we get in, in our own way uh, because we don't look for that process. Um, and, and that's what you bring, right? You bring that process, that tried and true, you know, thing that you've already worked through, discovered, and are constantly evolving to help these partners, uh, you know, move forward in their marketing. Yeah, exactly that. It's it's funny you say about us being um, the, the thing that holds us back. I believe every business owner, me, you, Justin, all of us, we are we should be on the balance sheet of our of our business as the biggest liability, but also the biggest asset to the business because we we bring the greatest skill set, right? But we're also, my God, we hold ourselves back. We hold all our team back. We we make all the mistakes, and it's because we're unfireable. It's because we don't have bosses. Isn't this the best thing about running a business, right? You get to do stuff your way, and you get to make stupid decisions, screw everything up, lose tons <laughs> of cash, and no one fires you. It's amazing. I love that. Um, let me let me I, tell I, you. I, I think everyone on my you... team would would vote me as the biggest liability for sure. <laughs> Oh, and, and you know, every business owner's team would vote the business owner to be the biggest liability. Uh, but as I say, we're also the biggest asset because we we have created. Well, once you've got past three years of business ownership, you're a business owner for eternity, right? So I, I know a couple of people who started a business and they didn't they didn't like it. And within a couple of years, they'd kind of just taken the excuse of, oh, I was I was offered a job and it was too good to turn down. And they they weren't like us, you know. Whereas we're we're unique people, and and we really are. If you, I'm sure you guys still have friends who are wage slaves, right? And they may be on, they may be corporate wage slaves, earning more cash than you, but they're deep down they're miserable because they have no control. And I, I gen, I'm a, I've, I'm a business owner of uh, 18 years now. In fact, I've just celebrated my 18th year anniversary, and literally nothing. You could take my arms and my legs off, and I would, I would still find a way to operate a keyboard, you know, and do this kind of stuff because I cannot think of anything worse than having a job. There we go. Um, Eric, you mentioned about bringing order to it. Let me give you the 10 second version of the marketing strategy that works for every single MSP. And to prove that it works for all MSPs, it's exactly the same strategy I use for my own marketing and have done across a number of different ventures. It's, it's three steps, it's really simple. First of all, you build multiple audiences of people to listen to listen to you. So for most MSPs, that's your LinkedIn audience and that's your email audience. There are many others you can do, but for most MSPs, those two audiences will do. So more people on your email list, more connections on LinkedIn. Second step, you build a relationship with them and that's done through content marketing. So putting content onto LinkedIn every day and sending out an email to your email database once a week. So immediately now we've just turned that into part of a system. So we know now from those first two steps every day, we've got to go and build some LinkedIn connections and we've got to post some content on LinkedIn. Simple as that. And then we've got the third step, which is to commercialize the relationship. Now that one gets a little bit trickier because that has the awkwardness of we need the phone for that. We need to make outbound phone, phone calls, not cold calls, not selling calls. We're going to pay someone. It's probably a back to work mom to work two to three hours a day, two to three days a week, just phoning your LinkedIn connections 
on your behalf. And her goal is to book them a 15-minute Zoom call with you. And then you do the hard work of qualifying the lead, seeing if you want to work with them, and actually asking for a sales meeting. Now, what I've just given you there in like 20, 30 seconds is that exact same system that we're talking about. And any MSP anywhere can put this into action. It's really cool. Yeah, that's you make, awesome. it sound, you make it sound so easy. That's like that's the one thing I think I love about you and your content is like you make it seem you, you the way you explain it and the what and these steps they are like dead simple for people to do. They just have to be like kicked in the butt to do it, which is I think a hilarious thing mm -hmm. also because like well, I am calling the kettle black here. Um, but it's so simple and it, and and that's why i think a lot of people have gravitated towards you and your content as well because you tell it like it is you make it super easy for people to understand it you break it down um and you have that really nice posh accent that people like to listen to yeah and, and <laughs> if you if just, you're british would you, say, you wouldn't think my accent was posh i <laughs> would say that you, you don't even that that word seem that you used it's not even that he's making it seem simple it actually is pretty simple i mean those steps you're right anybody can do that and anybody can can work on their linkedin work on the content it doesn't take a long time per week in fact a lot of that you know if you get the right tools you can batch some of that work so you work on it for a couple hours straight and then it just you know automatically schedules and does all the things for the week so there are ways to really systematize that like you're talking about to make it work very, very well and very, very conveniently for an MSP owner who is a relatively busy person. Yeah. So Paul, let me ask yeah, you this question. And that's why uh, the secret is not to do it yourself. Yeah, so let me, let me ask you this. First time, uh, someone who's listening to us who's never listened to you yet, what's the first thing they should be posting on LinkedIn to garner as much attention? Uh, like, like if, if this is day one, what's the first thing someone should be posting on LinkedIn? So um, that's kind of the wrong question. And um, don't be offended by this. I know you won't. We are friends. And I've, I've said worse things to you in, a, in, a, in private than I have in public. Um, but the reason that's the wrong question is, is marketing is, is a 10,000 mile marathon. And that, that question was the 100 meter sprint question. Um, the, the whole notion of what should I post on LinkedIn to... To, to get to to blow it up to to buzz it's it's like no 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 what 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 we're trying to do here is we're trying to find people that could give us money one day and then we can build a relationship with them and you know justin i know you've been married two or three times so you know you've got uh, you 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 know how to, how you have to meet someone and then build a relationship before you get down on one knee and and ask them to marry you it's exactly the same with business owners because actually picking a new msp is a bit of a distress activity for business owners. It's like switching CPA. We all stick with our CPAs way longer than we should. You know, we, we, we think we should fire them now and three years later, we're still with them. And the reason we do that is because of something called inertia loyalty. It feels easier to stay with someone that's an okay supplier than go off and find a, a new exciting supplier. Now with MSPs, you can, you can times that, time, 10X that because um, the ordinary business owners and managers that you're dealing with, they don't understand technology. They're a bit scared of the cloud. They're vaguely aware 
of malware and all of this stuff, but they're, they're not that aware of it. And they've delegated responsibility for it to the MSP. So they know if you switch to a bad CPA, the worst thing that can happen is you screw up a year's worth of, of tax returns and stuff, and you could always switch to someone else. But if you switch to a bad MSP, and and they take you down and and you, you, your data vanishes, you're dead. The, the business is dead. And business owners know this deep down. They might not be able to verbalize it, but they, they know that emotionally. So that, that's why we want to build a relationship with them. And that's why it's a 10,000-mile marathon. So actually, the, the, the trick is not to just jump straight to the, the, the buzzy ooh whatsoever. It's, sorry to bring it back to the system again, but it's put in place a system. So go and find some content, right? There's there's tons of places to get content. I, I do content with the MSP Marketing Edge. Uh, the Tech Tribe gives away uh, content to all of its members. The, the, the difference between us is we only work with one MSP per area, but I'm a big fan and a member of the Tech Tribe. Half of the big vendors out there just give you, give you um, social media content of variable quality. I've seen some incredible stuff and I've seen the worst content you would ever believe. Uh, and I'm not naming names either. But this, this, you know, or go and find an MSP on the other side of the country that you're a fan of, right? So if you're on the East Coast, find some MSPs on the West Coast who are posting content that you love. Just double check it's not that they're not getting it from a service and you're not going to get sued. And just look at their content and be inspired by it. Get someone to rewrite it. Get, hire a writer. Get ChatGPT to do it. Finding content isn't difficult. It's perhaps coming up with ideas is is the most difficult thing. But actually, making a commitment to every single day, I'm going to post on LinkedIn, whether it is canned content that I've got from someone else, whether it's content that's been written for me, or just my own things. You know, I I, I know an MSP here in the UK. Every day, just goes on LinkedIn, little video in his car on the phone, and it's whatever's whatever is on his mind. He, he could be driving back from a client site. And he's just had to deal with X, Y, Z problem. So he just grabs his phone, little video, posts it onto LinkedIn. And he he does that every single day, five days a week. And are they the best videos in the world? No, most of the time. Um, do they get the most amount of engagement and traction? No. But here's the point. He's connected to several thousand prospects. And much of marketing is about being in front of the right person at the right time the right person at the right time. It's that morning that they wake up and think, right, I've had it with my incumbent MSP. I need a new IT support company. That's the day that that video that you've put onto LinkedIn or that post you put onto LinkedIn helps you be in front of them. It has to be on that day. But we never know when that day is. So we want to be connected to thousands of people because there, there are lots of that days and we want to make sure we're putting out content on a regular basis. And then keep doing that until we're dead or we sell the business, whichever comes first. Yeah, that so I feel like my question was right because I kind of wanted to queue you up to do that whole rant. So <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly why we used billboard advertising back in the day because people were in their cars every day. This was back when I was in the pool table industry. Okay. And the, the best way to sell a pool table or the best time was when they were building a house or building an addition on their house. And so it was very much exactly that same example where you have to be in front of them all the time so that you're in front of them that one time when they actually need you and then you're there standing front and center to be the one for them to call yeah yeah i can actually tell you the science behind this if if you don't mind me going down that route for 10 seconds in our brains we have a thing called the reticular activating system which actually does lots of important things but it's most critical 
uh, task for what we're talking about is it acts as a relevance filter. So if you think of all the sensory information that's coming into your brain, everything through the ears, everything you smell, everything you see, everything you taste, everything you touch, we don't actually have to consciously deal with all of that. All of that goes through the reticular activating system. And the very first thing it does is it decides, is this relevant to you right now? If it perceives it is relevant, then you become consciously aware of it. If, if it perceives you're not, it's not relevant, then it, uh, it ditches that information. So here's what happens. Uh, you go on vacation and you're driving through a new town you've never been to before. You're driving along and suddenly at the corner of your eye, you spot computer repair shop. And the reason you spot that is because it's relevant to you. Here's the thing, your wife or your partner or whoever is, who sat next to you in the car, who is a dentist, they, they spot out the corner of their eye, the dentist, the local dentist practice, but they never saw the computer repair shop just like you didn't see the dentist. Because to a dentist, other dentist is relevant. To a, to a technician, computer repair shop is relevant. That is the reticular activating system in action. And it explains why you can, you can say something to someone a thousand times, but until the point it's relevant to them, they, they will not process it cognitively. And this is why you're the best at what you do, right there. You nailed it in one. This is why everyone should be uh, joining your programs and uh, uh, paying you thousands and thousands of dollars for your to just have access to your brain because you know you're you're a very smart person. You know exactly what's going on. You have your finger on the pulse when it comes to this stuff. And uh, everybody should be everybody should be uh, following in your footsteps and listening to your words at all times. <laughs> Thank you. And this is and this is me on a Friday night just before I'm about to start a beer. So you know, imagine what I'm like on a Monday morning. Paul, where can people find you online and uh, buy into your, all of your uh, amazing wares? Sure, thank you. Well, we we have we like to start relationship building uh, rather than than sort of jump straight into the sale. So we have so much free content at my website. So if you go to Paul Greens mspmarketing.com. It has got an S in there. So Paul Greens, mspmarketing.com. We've also got the podcast. It's the world's most listened to podcast about MSP marketing. Uh, that's a nice little strap line that we've just added into that. Uh, you can find that wherever you listen to podcasts. It's also on YouTube. Just look for Paul Greens MSP Marketing Podcast and particularly look for episode 100 starring, you know who? Yeah, Will O'Neill and Rich Wingfield. I, I <laughs> They're also on that show. They never get credit. Uh, they don't. Dude, you're you're a great friend. I thank you so much for being here. Uh, thank you for being our first guest on the All Things MSP podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Paul Green joining uh, Eric Anthony and myself, Justin Escar, on the All Things MSP podcast. Drop a like and follow. Tell us what's going on in your MSP and what you want us to talk about so we can talk about you uh, not really behind your back because we're doing it, you know, while we record, but, you know, we'll help you with your business and, and help you move along. But if you have marketing questions, check out Paul Green's uh, stuff. He's the best. Paul, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for listening. See ya!